Thank you for joining us for Love That VO, in-depth interviews unveiling the personalities and projects behind the mic with none other than your chic geek, perfectly different host, Love That Rebecca. All right, everybody, welcome back. We have Adam Harrington with us for all the chic geeks, and there are three parts. This is part two. Adam, I wanted to talk to you about your entree into voiceover. Um, You know, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. I want to cue you with a question. What moment did you realize this profession was your calling and that you were were really going to be able to do it, that you were right for this? Oh, geez, when I was about six and all the kids called me Froggy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a good story. Tell me about it. Well, uh, I I don't know how many listeners will remember the Little Rascals, but there was a character named Froggy who who was about, you know, I I get this this, the same age as the rest of the kids, and he talked like this, hi, Spanky, and... Yeah, and they're all little kids. They're all yeah. tiny little kids on that. And that's right. There was a froggy. I've seen, you can find that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. My mom and I were talking about that, and we found some stuff on YouTube. Yeah, froggy. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> hey, Spanky. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I really did sound like that. But, that's uh, cute. You had a deep voice from birth. Yeah, yeah. It it, it actually uh, could be frustrating when I was a, a teenager and I, I tried to call, you know, and, and talk to girls and, and the father would pick up and it sounded like a 30-year-old man was calling to speak to their teenage daughter. <laughs> Red flags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's funny. But I mean. It's froggy. And, and, don't worry, Dad. It's, don't worry, Dad. It's just froggy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your beginning because you had a unique voice. Yeah, I mean, the deep voice, which I inherited from my grandfather. But, um, you know, realistically, the, the voiceover thing, I uh, please uh, hold the hate mail, but huh. I, uh, I was a telemarketer for many, many years, ah. uh, starting and partly because of the voice, you know, that, that, that helped. Um, I, I was a voiceover, or sorry, a voiceover, I'm getting ahead of myself. I was a telemarketer from about the age of 15. Oh, wow. Well, that telemarketing hasn't always been the hated thing. I mean, in the beginning, it was something kind of, oh, wow, people are calling to talk to me. You know, now, yeah, it has a bad reputation. But and I'm sure with that deep voice, you got some people to listen. (laughs) Well, it wasn't just the deep voice. It it was also the characters. Now, I I had been a class clown. I I joke. I'm, I'm friends with my old math teacher on Facebook, and I like to joke with her. She she was a great teacher. Um, uh. a big reason why I was able to graduate high school when I probably should never have been allowed to. Those <laughs> she, are the kind of teachers we love. <laughs> yeah. Jane Overgaard. Shout out to Jane. Um, she, shout out, she Jane. would, she would uh, kick me out at least once a week. Um, she, <laughs> I, you know, as many vo- voiceover artists and actors, you know, was starred for attention and her biggest pet peeve, she was a very lenient teacher, very cool, very effective teacher, but she just could not abide kids, you know, talking to each other in class. Right. And, and I... Silencio! Back yeah, there. And, and you know how that works with, with our kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't. Kind and, of adds, adds, what do you call it, amplifies? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I would sit and, and, and sort of commentate on, on her, uh, her lectures, like, like, a, oh, no. like a sportscaster to whoever was next to me. It got oh. to the point where, where she literally would sit me in the middle of the class and, and make sure there were every seat around me was empty. <laughs> and I bypassed that. You look. had a cone of silence around you. <laughs> 
Well, no, I mean that that it wasn't effective enough. I I, no. <laughs> I in turn would just broadcast to the class my thoughts. Oh and, my God, you had a radio show in yeah, yeah, math class. And, and and God bless her. She she you know had to kick me out at least once a week, and and I <laughs> totally understand it. But you know, of course, now thirty years later, as everybody's connecting on Facebook, I said, well, Jane, you know. You, you told me I'd never get anywhere with with uh, this big mouth and 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 being a smart har, aleck. Har, har, right. <laughs> oh my God. Have you really connected with your old math teacher? Oh, absolutely. That is wonderful. She Does re- she know? She. This is an homage to Jane. Oh yes. This is wonderful. Trust me, I'll be sending her a link. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, you know the. The the class clown thing is is you know you, you hear that story from a lot of folks who get into acting. It, it's kind of an, an old story. True, but, it's but true. I, but um, in between the acting thing, I, I took the class clown thing, the deep voice, and uh, the sort of on the fly improv, and and took it to telemarketing to begin with. Right. And I really excelled. Um, one job because you what it what this does is it gives you the ability to connect with people and and really they're not so different i mean you're you're essentially reading from a script trying to sound like you're not reading to sell a product or service and hello (laughs) hello voiceover exactly um, one job in particular, I uh, was in, in a phone room renewing subscriptions where you'd call people's homes who had subscribed to certain magazines. Right. And I was just racking up the sales and, and the people around me would be amazed because, you know, we, we would start our evening. This was in California by by calling back east because, you know, the three hour time sure. difference, we, we had a certain amount of time to call them before it was too late. And uh, I'd start calling people in New York about, uh, you know, Premier Magazine and, and start <laughs> talking to people like this. And then uh, we'd move, you know, to the middle of the country, maybe the south, and I'd start calling folks about Radio Control Motorboat Magazine. And, and you know, and then we'd get back to California where, you know, I'd talk to people, you know, in a voice Dude. that they were, they were comfortable and familiar with. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. And you just did it naturally without thinking, or were you thinking about it? I had been mimicking people. I mean... As with most voiceover artists, my my biggest um, resource of of characters is family and friends and people I met. One of my most lucrative characters was a telemarketing boss of mine, a guy named Joe Palapiano. Joe Palapiano, that's a wonderful (laughs) Italian name. And, you know, you got to understand that a lot of times these phone rooms are quasi-legal. (laughs) <laughs> we weren't ripping oh, anybody no. off. In fact, in fact, we were working for um, uh, this particular company was uh, fundraisers for police and fire organizations, and uh, and and you know to break the monotony, sometimes I'd I'd, I'd call people as Joe as he sits. Oh, in that's the room fantastic. That's right, ma'am. We're calling on behalf of the Fulton County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> <laughs> and so did Joe turn red and had steam coming out of his ears, or did he enjoy it? I'm lucky Joe had a sense of humor because Joe <laughs> had a very colorful past. <laughs> a, a connected past, if you know what I mean. So you're saying that telemarketing agencies took all people. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but not many last, you know. It, it, it I is, know. It, I know. I did it a little bit myself when I was good at it, too, Adam. Yeah, if, I if you're good at it, chances are you'd be good at voiceover. 
That's funny. It's so true. But let's leap forward. How did you go from telemarketing into the professional voice acting world? What's the bridge there? Well, obviously, you know, in the phone rooms and often with the people that I would contact on the phone, they'd say, wow, you got a great voice. You should be in radio. And, and you know, I had never really thought about voiceover. Of course, the first thing you think of is, is radio DJs. And yeah, and that, mm-hmm. that never really interested me. Right. But, but, um, Oddly enough, the timing was great because I don't know if you remember, but there was a time near uh, the mid 90s, end of the 90s, when when people were just getting sick. There was so much telemarketing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a corporate job in marketing, so we were doing a lot of telemarketing and it was starting to crash. Yeah, people were figuring out saying, you know, you know, you don't have to talk to these folks. You don't have to be polite. You just hang up. (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, where business was great, it was starting to to get a little rough and then it was starting to get a little desperate for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And and I was back east. I was traveling up and down the East Coast. And my brother um, had just happened to read an article written by his brother-in-law in the San Jose Mercury. My brother, Doug Harrington, uh, read an article by Corey Lyons about a woman in the Bay Area who um, was a voiceover artist and a voiceover coach. And, and my mm. brother thought, wow, you know, this, this sounds like something, you know, I know my brother's been expressing concern that his business is about to go into the toilet. <laughs> and this might be something he, he would be good at. My brother had a great voice too, but he was already established and, and you know, had a career. And he said, hey, bro, you know, I, I know you, uh, you you were thinking about possibly coming home. I've, I've got something you might be interested in. So Wow. So your brother was looking out for you. He's like your angel brother. That's so cool. He, he always did. He's, uh, he's one of my heroes. But um, he, he turned me on to this woman, Susan McCollum. At, uh, I knew that was going to be who you said. Okay, absolutely. sweet. Uh, voice media, Susan and Friends Casting. And, and I started with her slew of classes. And... You know, I, of course, I, I've been a cocky guy my whole life. And, and you know, I, I sort of walked in thinking it would be like the phone rooms where everybody was impressed by my big, deep voice and all these character voices I could do. Yeah. And no, she, uh, yeah, yeah, she, she, I mean, she laid down the law pretty quickly that, you know, you don't just walk in here and, 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 you know, sign up with an agent. It just doesn't work that way. And God bless her. You know, I know there are, you know, some sort of, you know, quick buck, uh, you know, coaching outfits out there that just tell people what they want to hear to to have them run through the slew of classes and and to the same you know. with the modeling industry. It's the same yeah. with the voiceover. That's right. That's right. right. And acting. Uh huh. Right. But I mean, Susan essentially broke me down, you know, and and started me from scratch. And uh, she reoriented you. (laughs) She she first of all, knocked me off, (laughs) knocked me off of my little pedestal and said, Ah. got things to learn. And 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 she taught me and and taught me well. And um, I wouldn't have a career without her. But so, yeah, I, I. eventually you know met my first agent through her and 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 did my my first demos with her and uh it it all sort of snowballed from there well that's wonderful that's wonderful and that's an interesting uh, uh, let's say pathway in to the career so that's fascinating well, well it was the, i i think maybe the best training i could have had was the telemarketing because again really it is it's it's you know like you were working the mic oh, basically yeah. Reading, reading a script, trying not to sound like you're reading, and to sell a, a product or service. That's wonderful. Well, now we have the secrets 
of Adam's history. <laughs> at least part of it, at least the entree into it. That's wonderful with, with your teacher Jane and your teacher Susan. Absolutely. <laughs> women, women bringing you back down to earth. <laughs> well, and, and strong, uh, very capable, uh, very influential women in my life. Ah, that's wonderful. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back. This is part two of three parts of an interview with Adam Harrington. Listen to part three next or go to the archives. You've been listening to Love That Voiceover, brought to you by your host, lovethatrebecca.com. Thanks for listening.